0: Thank you all for tuning in. This is Iman and Selena. Together, we make you happy. Each week, we bring you someone who challenges us to define success and happiness on our own terms with a dose
1: of laughter. No. Remember to like and subscribe to the U Happy podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at U Happy.
0: Hi, Iman. Hey, Selena. How are hey. you? Good. I'm going to talk yeah. about my week now. <laughs> yes. Tell me all about your week. What happened?
1: <laughs> that was Maybe. some behind the scenes stuff, y'all. Inside Jersey. Um, So um, <laughs> I needed to do something for my car. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like mechanical. It was like paperwork stuff. And I really didn't feel like doing it. I had to drive an hour to do it. And I did it. Round trip. it was two hours and it was before I had to work and all this. And I was like, you know what? I'm really glad I did it because in the paperwork I got, they were like, if you don't do it by this day, we're going to charge mm-hmm. you $20 every day until yeah. you do it. <laughs> so my old, in my twenties child, I would have been like, well, I don't feel like doing it today. So I guess I'm getting charged. And then I would have had a $500 <laughs> bill. So then I did it when it's supposed to be done. It was free. So <laughs> it's just, um, it was just a reminder of like, just just do stuff. And I'm not perfect. I'll still make mistakes. I'm not being like self-righteous. I don't always do it. But like if you get something in the mail and you can take care of it, just do it. Just do it right away. Yeah. Um I was like, damn, if you live your life like that, it's <laughs> gonna be easier. Just, just do it. <laughs> just take care of things when you need to take care of them. And then boom, you have a nice, easy life. <laughs>
0: Over there adulting. Get
1: stuff done. I know you. <laughs> That's just who I am now. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, what about you?
0: Um, so this weekend I actually did some self-care um, mm-hmm. that was very much needed. So I went and got a 90-minute massage and it was amazing. It changed wow. my life um it was so good and as the as she was like massaging me she was like oh it's very tight and i'm just like yeah um so i'm going to try and make that part of my maybe monthly or every other month we'll see mm. routine um cuz i felt so much better and like i don't know like when i get a massage there's places that i didn't even know were sore and tight until they do it and i'm like oh that's where i've been holding on my stress and like <laughs> um so it was amazing
1: it was a woman masseuse
0: and I usually want guys because I Mm. like deep tissue but -hmm. she was and I got a foot massage I've never gotten a foot massage because I'm super ticklish (laughs) and I was like I don't know (laughs) I mess around and kick you in the face but she was good (laughs) she had a lot of pressure so I was like all right I
1: can handle this (laughs) Even when I get pedicures, when they're doing the thing, am like, oh, wait,
0: no, please. I I'm
1: like, squirming. <laughs> it's a mess. Um, I even tell them to skip some of the tools because I can't handle it. Um, no, you. The, the, you don't fall asleep during massages? hmm I was about okay. to say, I've only gotten it one. That amazing. How do you know, though? Well, like, I'm
0: not in a deep sleep. Like, I might doze off for, like, five, ten minutes, and then I wake up.
1: I've Um, only gotten one massage because I felt forced when we were all together because it was somebody's birthday. So I was like, "Well, are they all doing it? So I got to do it. I don't like people touching me, but um, Mm -hmm. I just, I did love it like you're saying, but I did fall asleep. Like it probably wasn't even 60 seconds. And I was like, Did you sleep for the whole thing though? Yes. I don't remember the massage, but I still woke up (laughs) feeling good. And and I also do that at meditation centers. Like I've been in meditation centers. Yeah, I pass out. (laughs)
0: yeah no I can't I feel like I can't fall asleep if someone's constantly like touching me like I might doze for a little bit but then as soon as they touch something else I'm up
1: really Hmm. I was thinking about going for another one but you gotta maybe I'll drink some coffee before so I can stay up and know if it was a good massage (laughs) I
0: I mean it is kind of part of the experience
1: (laughs) I felt great after it well, that's I don't good. know what happened in that room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
0: So I'm going to try and do once a month. It was definitely needed and
1: worth it. You should. You work hard. You have a lot of jobs. You work out. You deserve it. Thanks. Yes. As do you. I'm going to do one soon because I, I feel the tightness. This is a mm-hmm. mess. So I'm really happy for you. I'm going to live vicariously through you because I'm going to probably sleep through mine. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, so who do we have on this week? This week, we have Lauren Wrighton, who is a podcast strategist who has helped female business owners launch their chart-tapping shows since 2017. She now uses her expertise to help freelancers become profitable podcast managers in her course, The Podcast Manager Program. You can also hang out with Lauren each week on her podcast, The Podcast Manager Show. Aside from podcasting, Lauren loves being a wife to her husband David and mom to her three young daughters. And without further ado, we welcome Lauren. Hi Hi. there. Hi.
2: Hi, Lauren. How are you guys? Good. Um, Well, thank you
1: for having me. First off, thank you for being here. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're jumping right in. Cold. Okay. (laughs) So Lauren, what is a profitable podcast manager and how did you get started? Yes. Yes. Great question.
2: Uh, Well, a profitable podcast manager is someone who helps manage a podcast. And I won't just define it as that, but what it means to manage a podcast is to edit it to upload it, to write show notes, to create social media graphics. You know, when you guys know, because you're podcasters, how much really actually goes in to producing just one podcast episode. So, you know, booking guests, reminding guests, getting a headshot, a bio, all these little things that – you know, that play a role in producing a podcast. Those are the things that a podcast manager can help with. And not all podcast managers do all of those things because you can also pitch your podcaster clients to be on other shows. So there's lots of different things that you can do. um, But really the main tasks that a podcast manager does is edit show notes and promotional graphics. Okay. How did you get started doing that? Yeah. So I started a podcast about fitness with my friend back in 2016. Uh, I just had my first baby and I was working part-time in fitness. I was trying to, I'd left my full-time job to be a stay-at-home mom, but needed to make some money as well. So I thought part-time fitness is going to be the perfect fit. I thought I was solid. I was not. (laughs) It was not a good fit for lots of different reasons. My friend and I were, have always like, been into entrepreneurship and we are we're always trying something new. And so we decided we were going to come out with a podcast and just see where it would take us. And so we started this podcast And she'd come to my house every week and we'd record episodes. And I realized how much I loved the behind the scenes because I was the one that was editing and, you know, I launched it, whatever that, whatever that meant back then. And, and so I, I was doing behind the scenes and I realized like, this has to be a service that people are looking for. And, you know, the online business world was really up and running at that point. So I I tried to become a podcast editor. I failed, and then I met someone who who just gave me just enough information I needed to start back up, and really make it work. So uh, that's that's how it all got started.
1: It's so funny where your um, where things take you. Like, mm-hmm. so I like that you um, you brought that up. That the path may veer, and you didn't know. Yes, you didn't say that, but basically, you don't know where it's gonna go.
2: For sure. And I think really, it takes really a strong individual to allow their path to take them because we can get so tied to identity, like what we see ourselves as, you know, like I, I graduated from college with a neurobiology degree. So even doing fitness was a big pivot for me. And I got this really great internship um, right out of college in fitness. And so I had a lot of this, like people were proud of me because of that. And so even pivoting away from fitness, then Felt risky and felt like I was going to be letting people down. And yet at the same time, I didn't care because I knew it wasn't the right fit anymore. Yeah. And so just, yeah, just like letting your path curve because we can resist it, right? We can be yeah. like, no, <laughs> I will be a doctor or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> and So like letting it move and taking it where we need to go. I think it's, you know, looking back, you're like, oh, I, I did that and I'm glad I did it. But in the moment, it can be
0: tough.
1: Wow. That's so, neurobiology? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <But laughs> wow. It's yeah, going off of that. Like what was, cause that's a, that's a very difficult major and um, I'm sure you had a certain like career in mind. Mm-hmm. What was kind of that turning point when you were like, no, this isn't for me and I'm going to go down this fitness slash podcast route.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a really clear moment. Actually. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was working in a lab over the summer between my junior and senior year, so I was at the university still working in a lab, and I was teaching fitness part time in college for a little extra money. And so I, I was reading one of my first first my one of my first personal development books. It's Goals by Brian Tracy, because I know, I know everyone always wants to know. It's Goals by Brian Tracy, and I I was reading that, and something he had said in that book was what are the topics that you want to talk to people at parties that you read about in your spare time that you like, you're just so fascinated with. And although I did really love biology, it wasn't biology. Shockingly, it was not <laughs> biology. And I, I was kind of mulling over those questions and wondering like, am I going in the right direction? Cause I, I did envision myself going to grad school and man, like having this career, it, but I was like, I don't really know how this is going to play out because it. I was worried that it was going to be boring for me. And so I was kind of tackling this. And I was thinking about these these questions that Brian Tracy had asked me through this book. And I worked out one day and I got done with my workout and I was like, oh my gosh, duh, it's fitness fitness mm-hmm. is the thing. And so I decided right then and there that I was going to change my major. I was going to pivot. Of course, it was too late to to change my major. I guess I could have, but it would have cost me, I would have had to be in school for, I think about six years. And I was going into my senior year. I was over it. I wanted to be done, you know? So yeah. I was like, well, pfft, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so I did I did look into like taking my biology degree and then getting a master's in nutrition because that would have kind of pulled them together, but I didn't get accepted into the master's program. Um, that's the, that's the story there. Don't ever really tell that part of the story, but I did get this um, internship in fitness. So it was a, it allowed me to kind of pull my biology degree, which is not fitness at all, but people kind of think like, oh, it's about the body. So it yeah. works, you know? Yeah. Um, so then I got this internship and, and it, it went on from there.
1: How did you uh, deal with that reduction from the um, the master's program? Was it, mm. was it the master's program? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was this master's program. It was really, really research-based, which is what I'd been used to, mm-hmm. but I just kept wondering, like, is this really the right fit for me, research? And I I wanted to do it because it was really, like, brainy, mm-hmm. and I, I valued that at the time. I mean- I, I still value it now, but I overly valued it back then. And I, it was like, oh, this is like, people are going to think I'm smart, you know, cause I do this. And, and so I, with that rejection was almost like a relief. Like, I don't have to do that anymore. I can do something that really feels fun and exciting. And those things are important to me. Yeah. You know, I want to enjoy what I do. So it was honestly more of a relief than it was like, a, it wasn't, there wasn't really a lot of disappointment in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And how do you deal with, um, because you said your values change. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how to ask the question about values, but like um, recognizing that they shift. But what I also heard was, and this is different too. um, You stopped like kind of think, because you were like, oh, people are going to think I'm smart if I do Mm -hmm. this, if I do ABC, but I'm not doing this. Was there ever a time where it's like, well, I'm not going to worry about what people think anymore. And Mm -hmm. did you go through that?
2: For sure. For sure. Like I, yeah, I valued my intelligence a lot back then. It was like, I felt like I had to in um, somehow prove myself. Yeah. And so a little bit of it was just growing up. I think it was just a natural evolution as we all do. Thank goodness. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And, but really it was doing personal development that made me realize I was, that I was more, more, I wanted to focus more on what was going to be the right fit for me and what was going to bring me joy and was going to feel really like I was using my gifts rather than something that was just going to sound impressive. So I, I shifted it. I shifted my focus from what's going to, what's going to be like the coolest thing that's going to be impressive to what's really going to like make me you know, make me be okay going to bed every night and getting up the next morning and doing it. Like I wasn't gonna just do anything. I wasn't gonna just get any sort of job. So, that I think that was the big change.
1: That takes a lot of courage,
0: yeah, for sure. And it sounds like you prioritized yourself in that mm-hmm. journey like, before, mm-hmm. since like, you were kind of thinking about other people. And you're like, no, what makes me happy? And like, where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. I guess like on your in your fitness journey, have you? dealt with some challenges and kind of how did you push past that if you have? Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah. So I started fitness back in 2008 and I was, I was in high school. I was at the, it was the very end of high school and I was going to fitness classes all the time. And I like begged the fitness like head there t- to train me. And she like put me through this like fake certification program, (laughs) a different story. But um, I then went to college and told, like went to the place, the uh, fitness center in my college and said, um, hey, I can teach group fitness, which was kind of a stretch because like I'd been barely trained Mm -hmm. and they were like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll hire you like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And my, so my first challenge with when it came to fitness was getting thrown into the fitness teachers it, at college, I realized like, I I don't know anything. I'm so bad. It was like one of the first things that I was so bad at. Mm-hmm. So that I, I guess the first thing I, one of the first things I was so bad at, but I wanted to be good at, you mm-hmm. know, it was like, oh shoot, if I want to do this, I have to work for it. And mm-hmm. a lot of me was like, this is just a part-time job. Like I don't even, this isn't, this isn't what I'm studying. Should I even focus on it? But I decided to just to just keep going with it. And I'm so glad, glad I, I did. Cause it really did change my life. Um, but then fast forward to uh, 2016. Yeah. Tw- tw- end of 2016. And I'd been teaching for a long time. Um, but the fitness industry had changed a lot from like step aerobics and, you know, kickboxing. Those were all cool. When I first started to like boutique fitness was in full bloom. And I was teaching at this like new boutique fitness place and I just had my first baby and I just wasn't accepted there. Um, And it's really, it's still confusing to me to this day as to why, because I wanted, like I was all in and they're like, oh, what you're doing is not resonating. Like they just, I just wasn't what they wanted. And that was really hard because like I said I'd really put a lot of my identity into I left my full-time job, had my baby, And this was going to be my thing. This was what I was going to do as a mom. And it just, I was just running into a brick wall. And I realized like, I just need to leave like this. I need to, I need to find out a new way. So that was really, really tough for me. Um, And thankfully podcasting was kind of ramping up for me at that point. And I kept teaching fitness at another place. Uh, But that was really the turning point when I realized uh that it just wasn't something was telling me, God to you know, from my perspective was telling me like, hey, we're going in a different direction now, <laughs> and you need to get on board. Yeah.
1: you you mentioned some failures, right? What's your biggest takeaway from and it doesn't have to be the one you already mentioned, but just in general, what's your biggest takeaway from the failures? Mm,
2: I think. My biggest takeaway is like when I, when I'm, when I have a failure and I have to make the choice of do, do I change what I'm doing or do I do, do I go harder? I think that's tough because it's like, is what is this, what is this failure trying to teach me? I think just kind of listening to your gut and turning off everything else and anyone else that's like, oh no, but you're so good at that. Or you're like all the other voices that we have in our lives, just listening to our gut because like I said, in the beginning with fitness, I needed to just recommit. And at the end, it was like, no, it was time to go. And so I think if we just listen for me, if I listen, I can, I can know, okay, do I stay and do I just keep, keep at it? Or is it, is it a closed
1: door? Um, Side note, listen, how do you hear that voice like that? um, How do you hear it? Because right now and I know I'm not the only person and and our listeners and and everyone you want to you're trying to make a decision on something. You don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I know it's like listening to your gut. What if your gut's like? like we're asleep right now. We're not saying anything. Yeah. You're, you're all out there in the abyss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? How do you get it to talk to you, or how do you know?
2: Yeah. See, I always used to think it was like a voice. Okay. Mine is not a voice. Okay. Like I don't. I, nothing is. Nothing is heard. <laughs> but I feel it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the midst of making a really big decision, and I and and it's, well, I'll just, I'll just be honest. I have three girls and we're trying to decide, are we done having kids? Or are we not done having kids? And mm-hmm. in this moment where it's like, I really don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I I'm trying to listen and I, and I just give it time personally. I just give it time. If you can, like some things you can't, you don't have time right on your side, but if you have time give it some give it some time and I just have a knowing and I know that's that's not tangible it's not great but like I just sometimes I just know and even if it's like oh man I wish this wasn't the right thing I wish this wasn't the answer but I know that it is
1: oh, Ugh. Yeah. And, you just,
2: and you just know so <sighs> yeah. I don't know if that's I don't know if that helps
0: <laughs> no it does yeah. but other questions or things that you're like thinking about as you're giving it time to kind of like know, or is it just a fit?
2: I don't think so. I don't, cause see, I, I even if I like ask people in my life, what they think, I think that usually makes it harder for me. Mm. And sometimes we just do cause it's a career decision and we just talk about it or, or whatever, or people weigh in without us asking. Um, but, and so I think that sometimes will make it more muddy for me. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I ask questions. I just, I just kind of, I, I guess I just
1: wait. A stillness and a just, yeah. I love that though. That like, it makes me teary because I was like, I was just literally this, this weekend, I was like, oh, this makes all the sense. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. I don't like that one. Yeah. But it's like, it, it, it's the most it makes the most sense but it's the mm. thing I would hate to do but mm. when you said that I feel like it was confirmation I really mm. do
0: mm.
2: so
1: anyway that's my experience love it you just love <laughs> it
2: yeah
0: it sounds like just from what you've told us so far and like your journey like you get an idea and you just kind of go for it like I could have mm-hmm. never imagined straight out of straight into college and just be like, oh, can I just run this route with <laughs> no experience and just like a very quick training? Where does that come from? Like that? Mm-hmm. Just kind of like motivation and courageous mm-hmm. kind
2: of. Yeah. Um I actually just got done doing like a deep dive on what my strengths are through uh I took the Clifton Strengths. It used to be called oh. Strengths Finder, but it's called Cl- I think just Clifton Strengths now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually found out that self-assurance is one of my like top five strengths and so it is what you're describing is like this confidence and and it so I I used to think like my mom gave it to me which I think she probably did because she is very confident uh and it's funny because I I know that about myself but yet I know that it has its it has its bad parts to it you know I can be like overly confident and in just in like, I shouldn't be, or like, I shouldn't be allowed to be on stage, like in the group fitness, like, no, that was not the right choice <laughs> I made it out of myself. uh But yeah, so I think it's one of those, like, if you can know your strengths, you can really leverage them. And so now I, now that I know that about myself, that I have this self-assurance thing, I know that I can actually lend that confidence to others. Mm-hmm. So when they're trying to make, you know, when they're trying to do something courageous, I can, I can come and just you talk to them about it and show them what I see for them and like lend them that that strength that I have
0: mm-hmm. I love it yeah. yeah I feel like there's so much just going off of strengths there's a lot of times there's so much focus on how do I improve like my mm-hmm. weaker areas mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, taking those strengths and saying like how can I use this to my benefit so I love mm-hmm. that you're able to kind of make that shift and mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't like focusing on my weaknesses. Uh, mm-hmm. I I'm too like, I'm like, Oh, it's, I just like, don't even want to like, think about it. I have like a very, it's not just like a positive mindset. It's like a, uh, why even worry about that? Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, like I, I make decisions, I can make some decisions too quickly. Right. Like that's, there's, there's a good and bad of it all, but it's like, well, I also think is at least I'm making a decision. You know, yep. I can, I can, you, you can fix things, but you can't fix in action. So, so mm-hmm. it's like, you, you've got to move forward with the best that you have. And so, yeah, there's, there's just, I don't want to act like, like my strengths are the best ones. Cause they're, they're not, we've all got our, we've all got our goods and our bads, yeah. but I definitely focus more on what I'm, what
1: I'm good at rather than what I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I love that test. I had to take that test recently, the Clifton mm-hmm what i I don't know no i think i took myers whatever i took one of them and i like how even with the strengths they tell you where your downfalls could be so you can be like Mm -hmm. okay that's what because everything has a pros and a cons to it um and i think that's an important part to take away from it um shifting gears way shifting (laughs) um what is something you hope people say about you when you're not in the room
2: ah i Hope that people tell that people think that I am inclusive. That's mm. something that's really important to me. Uh I we moved a lot when I was a kid, and I was always the new kid, and you know, eating eating lunch in the bathroom and all those stories. And so that is so dear to my heart. Is like if there's someone that's left out in a social city situation or just feels uncomfortable, like that just hurts my heart so much. So I think that like kindness and just being inclusive are really important to to who I am as an adult.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, love that. I think you're the first guest that's had that response. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um and I guess up until this point what would you say has been kind of your biggest motivation to keep mm-hmm. going?
2: You know, I think just Wanting to, I don't, it's like all the cliches come up whenever you ask that, and I don't want to say the cliches, because uh, mm. I want to. I want to say the truth. I think. I think just wanting to use whatever is given to me to make other people's lives better or in my life better. I don't want just not. It's not all selflessness. Um, you know, part of me thinks like, oh, it's my girls, it's my family, but really, I feel this like sense of. I, that I need to use my gifts for a reason. So I, that's really what drives me is like being my best and, and putting something out into the world that is helpful
1: and, and useful and like that, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, Iman and I started the podcast, much like your friend, we have that entrepreneurial spirit. I know Mm -hmm. I never said that word right. But y'all know what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) But we started the podcast because we uh, we're fascinated with success and personal development. And that was the same thing. Like, that's what we like to talk about. That's what all our books were about. Um, What is the, and the whole reason for the podcast is so we can talk to people so they can redefine success for themselves. So what is success to you mm. and uh, when are you the happiest? Cause I feel like a lot of people, they associate those two. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, success to me. And I think about this a lot and I've actually like made definitions for myself, but so success right now is for me is, is really pushing myself outside of my comfort zone because i've le- i've reached a certain point now where it's like i'm i work part time i'm with my daughters a lot which is really important to me but i'm still growing a business and i'm like gosh this is amazing this is so awesome but then you know i'm still striving for for the next level and stuff so really what it means is like doing something that makes me feel uncomfortable because i'm finding it's harder i don't know why for it's harder to push myself it's like i'm just really comfortable and you know, being content, I think, is honestly great sometimes. But I I want to keep pushing myself. So going to the next level and really putting myself out there, uh, that's kind of so. If I know that I'm pushing the the envelope for myself, I feel like okay, I'm being successful in what I'm doing right now. Um, but it also means peace to me. Like if I feel at peace, then I know that I'm on the right track. Uh, so there's a lot of things that I that I don't do on purpose because I know that it's going to disrupt the peace that I, that I want in my personal and in my, my business life. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say as far as success goes.
1: How do you define peace?
2: Mm. I would say it's a feel it's, it's a more of a feeling for me of, you know, knowing that, you know, being able to sit in my own seat and be comfortable with where I'm at. So there's things that if I were to, like, I, I'm starting to travel a little bit more and it makes me a little nervous because I don't want to spend as much time away. I don't want to spend a lot of time away from my family, but I also know that I want to speak on stages and I, I want to go see, like, I want to go build my business outside of my home sometimes, but I know. And so I know if I was gone like once a month, that would feel like too much to me. That would disrupt my peace. So I'm trying to find the balance of what this is going to look like, you know, maybe it's once a quarter, maybe it's less, but just like coming back to and saying, okay, does this feel right? Does this, is this too much? Can I do a little more? Um, And and just listening to if I'm, if I feel like I'm doing the, if if I still have that sense of peace. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
2: You also asked about happiness though. That's what I was going to say. I think happiness is so interesting because it's so easy to chase and not obtain, in my opinion. Like when I when I was doing all this personal development in my my early twenties and and such, I had this idea of what my perfect day was, and it was like, oh, I would wake up and I would work out, and I would, um, it was like a future day, and I would like work on my business, my kids would be at school, and all this, like I just had it all planned out, and then I had a child, and I was like, oh. This is so hard, but I was working part-time and then my business was doing well. And I was, I, two kids and I was like, this is exactly what I wanted, but mother, it is not easy. And I wasn't happy all the time. It's tough. So I had to, I had to realize like I'm on the right path and I'm not always happy and that's okay. That doesn't mean that something's wrong or something's off. So for me, I, I can get caught up in chasing happy Mm -hmm. to a point where I, where I, in, in a negative way, um, instead I try to focus more on the peace, more on joy and more on, you know, using my gifts and those types of things because I can get happiness can, can kind of derail me sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess just kind of going off of that. But do you have like a happy place, like somewhere where you go, or something that you do where you're just like, I'm just very happy in this moment?
2: Yeah, uh, I uh, many places. Yeah, many. I th- if I if I were to think of like a physical place, I would say we just moved into a new house in April, and we we built it, so we had to wait for it, so it's like extra good you know it's like ooh we we've really earned it and so we have a loft and the there's a window in the loft and we moved to a new area as well and this new area that we live in has like the best sunrises and sunsets like incredible and so in the loft at like 6:30 before my girls have gotten up maybe my husband's awake maybe not i sit on the couch in the loft and see the sunset see the sunrise and oh that is definitely one of my happy places so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <It's great. laughs>
1: like, I need pictures right away. I'm sure they're on your Instagram.
2: <laughs> yeah. The sunsets I put on my my Instagram because I'm like, well,
1: this is crazy. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And I guess um shifting gears a little bit. Um, so we talk a lot about just success. And um a lot of people that are on the show are entrepreneurs and just very driven. Mm-hmm. Um but we feel like who you surround yourself is so important. So for you, what qualities and traits does someone have to have to kind of be in your inner circle?
2: Mm. I think, yeah, that's such a good question. And I totally agree. It really does matter. Um, You know, it's, it's hard when you like share your your goals or like what you're up to. Not even like your crazy dreams. Those are reserved for just certain people, right? Mm -hmm. Well, like you just tell people what you're up to. And if they're, if they're like, "Uh," or just don't even, they, you know, they don't, they don't want to know about it. I know like, okay, that's a certain type of friend. I'm not going to necessarily cut them off. um, But that's a certain type of friend. Maybe it's an old friend, maybe whatever. And I keep them in a certain. I don't talk to them about my business really, because I think that that, that space, um, when you're growing a business, you, you have to like keep the encouragement around you. It's so easy to, to like question and self-doubt and all of that. You don't need it from outside sources. Like mm-hmm. I don't ask my husband questions about my business. Like he's not doing this. You know, he, he, he You know I talk to him about some stuff, but like if, I, if I'm trying to make a decision, he's not someone I go to not because he's not encouraging, but because he's just not he's not in this world, you know, mm-hmm. like I go to my, my business friends. And so as far as characteristics that I look to is like that person who's probably building their own business. They get it. They get, they get all the things, uh, you know, just encourage an encourager. Uh, but I feel like being in the ring with you is so important because it's like their head is on the chopping block as well. Yeah. Uh, so you can, you can keep each other up and, you know, lift it up. Uh, but then Um, someone that's just pushing themselves to the next level who's working on their weaknesses um, and who who dreams crazy it's really hard to share those wacky wild dreams you have with someone that does not get it and it's okay if they're not like that right your certain friends aren't like that but like when you meet someone who's as crazy of a dreamer as you are you're everything safe with them they get it
1: I'm so glad you said that um I, I think that's such an important thing because we have so many people in our lives who we love, who we respect, who we trust, mm-hmm. and they're well-meaning. And of course, if you don't know people who like you described and you're starting something new, you go talk to those people because they, that's, those are your friends and family. Those are the people you trust. Mm-hmm. And they they can say something very well-meaning, but very, very discouraging because they don't get it. And mm-hmm. I think even if they, um, they are big dreamers, but they're in a different industry and they may not understand, they may ask Um, important questions, but they still may be a little discouraging because they don't understand. And again, it's well-meaning, but I think what you said is I just wanted to drive it home and say how important it is because um, I know, I know along my journey, like I've been discouraged and kind of, Mm -hmm. and and stopped because Mm -hmm. someone I said, because it's in the beginning, it's like when it's a little baby or even a thought, it's so easy to say, to let it go or like, Oh, it won't Mm -hmm. work. You know, especially if you haven't seen anyone around you who has made it work. Mm-hmm. and you're yeah. doing it by yourself, that's, yeah, it's really, really important to keep it s- sacred and close, to, close to the vest under the hat. Like, yeah. keep yes. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I,
2: I think that, I mean, there's certain people that like, they'll get an idea and they'll put it all together and they'll throw it out into the world. And I also like, love that because then people can cheerlead them. Yeah. But you know, when I was, when I was first starting out as a virtual assistant, before I became a cop podcast manager, that's, kind of part of my story. I didn't yeah. tell anyone cuz I was like I had failed at an MLM. I had failed at like I'd failed and failed and failed and they were all lessons, but I'd already like <laughs> I'd already gone public with stuff that I was like this has to work before like I'm gonna tell anybody. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, it's like I I found people online that were doing the same thing that were mm-hmm. that you know that that had the same kind of thoughts and you just bond to those people so quick cuz you're like, "Oh my gosh, you're me." Yeah. Or or maybe you're not even that much alike, but you're a- alike in this way and you, no one else is like you in this way in mm-hmm.
1: your personal life that you just bond so quickly. Yeah. 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 I learned that lesson early on. I and I, if it's something big to me, I keep it a secret and then after it's done, I'm like this is done. And you can take mm-hmm. it, and leave it, pal. Um <laughs> but it's like keep it low key. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I I did want to ask you so this is a really weird question. So if it's too weird, just I'm read it out. But so <laughs> you're um, you're very well spoken. And I know like obviously, but a lot of like you're you're the second person that I, that I've that we've had on that's like that I remember that's so concise, direct, short, quick answers, knows how to stop yourself. I am a rambler. So I'm like, <laughs> is that a technique? Is that something you practice? Like talk to me. (laughs) Uh,
2: That is such a compliment.
1: I have (laughs) not
2: always been this way at all. (laughs) So I think that it's because of two things. Well, it's because of podcasting because my friend and I had this show, she still has it. I I did it with her for about two and a half years and then I stopped. Mm -hmm. So we did many, many episodes and I was editing myself. And so, yeah, it's like when you edit yourself, whoa, you, if you can come out at it still loving yourself, <laughs> you are a strong person. So I I realized like oh my gosh, Lauren, you make your point and then you just like you, make it in twenty five like, different like, ways. Ways. Mm. Oh wait, I'm echoing. Oh wait, I'm echoing. I don't know. <laughs> and then and then you will talk more and then you end. Like I noticed that about myself, mm-hmm. and so I I have tried to just. It's not really, I don't think more about my answers. I think I just
1: stop myself when I'm like, okay,
2: you did it. You made your point. You can stop.
1: <laughs> you are not lying. When I edit the episodes, I'm like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Right. Like, edit, edit. I'm glad he might, because neither one of us were producing at first. I'm glad I was the one who chose, who had to produce. At the time, it was just it just made sense for our schedules, and um, mm. it taught me a lot. I was like, woo!
0: Yes, <laughs> I love exactly.
1: That. And then uh, and and if anyone's uh, thinking about this, who's listening? I know that this wasn't the question, but even with my accent before the podcast, I would record myself on like business calls, like even with like insurance companies. I'm like, oh, fix your R's, fix your twos. And like that, it was really, really helpful with my accent because I didn't want to sound like a buffoon on the phone.
2: <laughs> I don't even, yeah, I don't even hear it. I, I talk really fast. And that's one thing that I've, I have to consciously think about like it has not gotten better with the years when I get excited I just talk even faster so I will do like for my podcast I'll do episodes where I don't breathe for like 10 minutes (laughs) I just talk and I'm like at the end of the 10 minutes I'm like oh that was not good I need to breathe I need to chill you get tired of talking Eventually. Yeah. I actually am an introvert. So I'm like very like extroverted and loving with people. And I will talk to everyone in a room, but then when I go home, I'm like totally turned off. Mm-hmm. I just like crash and yeah. not really crash, I guess, but like, I just turn off completely and I have to recharge alone and mm-hmm. then I can go back out into the world. You mm-hmm. too. I can
0: really, definitely introvert. So I understand the needing that like time to just kind of recharge and mm-hmm. get back you yeah yeah
1: so you I saw in your uh bio that you mentioned your faith mm-hmm. and so is that okay to talk about because I yeah okay um so I am I, I saw uh something about being young in your faith right like mm-hmm. um not you but just anybody who is starting mm-hmm. out with it um mm-hmm. I don't know how to ask the question to be appropriate I want to be sensitive how do you start off? How do you, cause I know mm-hmm. uh, reading scriptures can be really tricky. Um, I read daily bread every day and I'm just, some of the stories I'm like, I, some of the scriptures like, what? I don't, I don't, <laughs> um, yeah. oh, so yeah. how do you start off? Like how do you, and I, and I, I would just imagine that's a big part of your life and mm-hmm. how you make your decisions and what helps you. Um, and maybe this is a little self-serving, but I, I, I love that. Um, I want to grow more in that. And I, I would mm-hmm. love to hear about, how do you
2: get better? How do you understand? Yeah. yeah no, thank you for asking that. Yeah. Um. So I, I grew up c- Catholic mm-hmm. and, but not like, I don't even know, like kind of Catholic, kind of not like, I feel like so all of our journeys are so with faith are so just messy, you know, so it's very messy oftentimes. And I, so, and I I always like felt a connection with God and I always like knew that it was going to be part of my life long-term, but I definitely like knew so little growing up. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I I grew up, I grew up with faith, but it's nothing like it is as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of fell out of it. Of course, in college, so many people say that because it's just a hard time in life to continue. Mm Uh, and I, I met my husband and he grew up, um, his parents are just, I think, I guess the word is agnostic, like don't believe in a, in a higher power. So not like atheist. I think there's a difference. I'm not sure. They don't like identify as anything, but my husband had like no idea about anything. And so him and I have gone on a really interesting journey together. Um, and number one, we met each other as freshmen in college and we actually made it out of college dating. We think that is like, the goal. The Lord there's, was with there's us. There's a God right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fact that we changed at the same time, you know, like we yeah. kept changing at the same time, like, oh, that was not our doing. Uh, but to your question of like, how do you, how do you get better? How do you understand? Like, I didn't understand scripture. I didn't understand. Um, I didn't really understand like how to connect with God and Jesus and stuff. So what really made a big impact on me when I was kind of going in through this, this was probably maybe seven years ago was um, like reading and listening to devotionals where someone else was explaining. I was used to going to church where like they would do a homily and it wouldn't resonate with me at all. And I thought that was just what it was always like. But I, but like having someone talk and explain those scriptures, like you're saying is so you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And just doing that consistently, even if it's once a week, then it wouldn't even necessarily have to be every single day, but like listening to someone explain it to you, you know, for a year, for two years, oh my gosh, it's the world of difference, Mm -hmm. you know, really, really unpeeling. And it's a long journey. I think it's you it's a long journey to understanding it all mm-hmm. um, like there's layers that I'm like oh I'm so glad that this layer has been has been shared like I can see the different dimensions or something, you know, uh, of, about my faith and stuff so yeah and then I also joined a small group. Um, I think it might've been like two or three years ago. And I got so lucky. I was with like just these women that were like just powerhouses. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, was felt so lucky to be in a group of women who were like about personal development, but still like wanted to grow their faith. And so like actually meeting people that I felt like I connected with, that was a huge blessing. So I would say those two things have helped me and maybe could help you as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And anyone listening who might be in that phase, because I, um, I don't like to talk about it publicly because it's such a touchy subject. And then mm-hmm. I'm so I still curse and like and like do right. things that might be bad. And like I don't want to be, um, like a hypocrite. But uh, yeah, I really do appreciate that. And I think it's um important if it's something that resonates with you.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys know who Nicole Walters is, but she is like one of my favorites because she talks about her faith, but mm-hmm. she also says that uh the holy water is still sinking in mm. she's like i will do things all the time that are like i'm just new still i'm you know i just she says this, that that i'm just like it gives us all grace yeah. and i it is hard to align yourself with like it just going all out and saying like i'm christian or whatever because that that means a lot of different things to different people and i i try to focus more on like my personal relationship with god yeah. because it's it can get like you're saying it can get sticky Mm -hmm. when you, you know,
1: it's just, it's a, it's a messy thing, but important. I love that you put it in your bio because I wouldn't even have asked. And I think I know I said that word already, and I don't want to, um, overuse it, but I think that is courageous and it might not seem like it, but on social media and like, Mm -hmm. people don't talk about that unless they're like that kind of page only Mm -hmm. from what I've seen. And so you putting it in your bio opens the door for people to ask about it. Cause I, you didn't mention it before and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have asked you about it. And I'm glad I did. If I benefit from it, I'm sure one of our many listeners (laughs) will benefit as well. So, um, I think it's wonderful to share and talk about. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's helpful. I really do. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like just kind of hearing your story and like what you're doing, it sounds like you have a lot of um, kind of things on your plate, but that you found some type of balance to like make, Because I know for me, like sometimes I'll get so focused on one thing and then everything else kind of gets pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. What, Um, do you have certain routines or like something that you do either in the morning or at night to kind of make sure you have time for like yourself and that self-growth and development?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my morning routine has really like fluctuated through the years. It like depends on, you know, have am I am I pregnant? Am I breastfeeding? Mm -hmm. Are my baby is my baby waking up in the middle of the night? Like I love a good morning routine, but that has has fluctuated for me. But I Mm -hmm. I am in like I have let things fall to the wayside. Like not everything can be important at the same time. Right. So if like the way that I take care of myself is by is by like growing my business. Like that is so fun to me. And so I focused a lot on that and it's obviously beneficial for a lot of reasons, but like my like self-care, like my like beauty and all that stuff, I ha- fell so far to the wayside. side. I just like would rep the like grunge look or something. <laughs> like just like the roll out of bed vibe and and just hope that it worked, put on some, some makeup. Uh, but I've been trying to really unlearn that and cause I think like, I see myself as like, oh, I look great all the time. And so then I don't really care what I actually look like. And it's not just about what I look like, like just relearning, uh, doing things that are not like productive resting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I rest, but it's because I'm like exhausted. It's like, I have to rest. Mm-hmm. So actually this, this past weekend I took, uh, we're, we're recording this on Sunday. So like literally this weekend I booked a hotel 45 minutes from my house, my, my husband held down the camp for the whole weekend and I worked and I didn't really even work that hard. I like ran, I took a shower, I watched TV in my hotel bed. Like I just like was just me. And I really, really needed that. And I probably needed it like years ago, but it would have been so hard for me to do years ago. But I've been try, I've been slowly learning, like going a hundred miles per hour is not possible if I, and that's my, that's my speed. It's <laughs> just like my normal speed. And so it, that's not going to be possible if I don't take time to like recuperate. And so I can't be the mom I want to be. I can't be the wife I want to be. I can't be the business owner I want to be. If I am always number one, putting everyone else's needs first. And I, I want to prioritize other people's needs. That's important to me, but I can't always do that, and not take time to 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 take care of myself. So it's it's a, still a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. I
0: love
2: that sounds yeah. glorious.
1: It was. It was. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> got to park the car sometimes. Hundred miles.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. You got to park the car. get yeah. to pull it up with some gas. Yeah, hello.
0: Yeah. Um I was just gonna say I love that you brought up because I feel like I struggled with that too. Like if I wasn't productive, mm-hmm. like I felt like something was wrong. So like relearning how to just relax. Um yeah, I feel like that's mm-hmm. such a good
2: thing. And just like me. I even use an excuse to relax, like, oh, but I'm so tired. So I have to relax. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, we can just relax because we want to. We we yeah. we deserve downtime not because we're exhausted not because everything is done but because like it's it's okay and like allowing space in my life for that and not feeling my plate up so much that I can't rest I can't prioritize my beauty I can't you know prioritize this or that like it's all such a
1: balance of of of, of all of oh goodness yeah like I've been that. feeling bad because I've, I've started a lot of things, even with the podcast and uh, I, I even feel guilty now when I'm like, I need to relax. And so I, I like that you guys brought that up. It's so important. Um, when you're trying, when you want something so bad and you want things, it's so hard. You've And then we listen to a lot of this personal development stuff. Iman and I were talking about this in our last episode of like, these successful people, like you don't sleep, you don't do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, well, I can't eat her. I told him, I was like, well, I can't eat her sleep. And then she's like, <laughs> something she listened to was like sleep faster. And it's like, and then <laughs> I was like, I'm going to sleep faster. And they're like feeling super guilty for even t- resting without mm-hmm. like, um, I have to, or I'm going to burn out or I'm going to like pass out, like not even getting to that point. Just like, I would need to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't even know how to get rid of that, uh, that guilty feeling of, Mm -hmm. and I love that you were able to, if I went to a hotel and to do the same thing, I was, well, what's this? And it's just like turning it down and calming down and giving your time that, giving yourself that time.
2: Yeah. And since I framed this weekend as like a work weekend, Mm -hmm. number one, it allowed me to be like, oh, I am allowed to do it because it's a work weekend. And then when I shared it on Instagram and people were in my DM saying like, oh, I hope you were so productive. And I was responding and saying, I wasn't, I wasn't like, Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to keep saying that to myself. I have to keep saying it out loud and say like, if, yeah, did I, you know, did I do something that's going to be life-changing to this weekend? Probably not, but maybe, maybe I did need that rest so much that it is going to be life changing, but like, I wasn't a hundred, I wasn't a hundred percent productive and I'm like, totally fine with that. And I know that's like a huge thing for me. Like, I'm like, oh, growth, this is growth. <laughs> uh, but then like, to your point of like, when you're first starting something and you feel like you can't rest and like hustle, I feel like people are like, you love it or you hate it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think in some, in some points, it's like, we have to be really diligent with our time. We can't, we can't just piddly it away, but that doesn't mean that you're on all the time. Like I, one of my early, early mentors said that when she was first starting her business, she didn't go to any baby showers, any bridal showers, like anything that was like that type of extra thing. She said no to for like years and I thought about that for a long time. Like, what would it look like for me? And I, I viewed it as like, I was so all in on my business that I would say no to those things. And I realized like, I just don't want that example to be part of my, like, can I just take a little bit longer to build my business and still go to those important things in my life? Yes. I, I had to say yes to that. Uh, do I need to go to every single thing that I'm invited to? No. But am I going to miss something important? Probably not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Finding that that balance within it all.
1: -hmm. I love that. I love that so much. I feel obligated to say yes to everything. Mm. Not to say, but you can't say yes to everything. But if I said no to everything, I'd be miserable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And who wants to be miserable? Hello. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Or you'd be uninvited to everything. Oh my God, yes. Oh, shoot. (laughs) <laughs> what did I
1: do? Yeah. Damn, I just thought, I told you I cursed, sorry. I <laughs> said <down. laughs> But it's so funny because um, Iman interviewed me one time for the show and I interviewed her, but oh, my, my success was my friends and family. If I don't have them, I'm not, I don't feel successful. So I don't care mm-hmm. how big I get in a business. If I don't have my friends, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be lonely at the top. That's not, that's not um, my idea of success at all. Right. That's a really good point. I could start saying no to everything and then I don't have no friends. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's like, if you were only friends with people who were hustling as hard as you were, then they wouldn't be available. They'd be too busy. They'd be too busy as well. Like there's, there, yeah, there's, And it's weird too, like if you have this vision of who you want to be or who you're going to be in a couple of years or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then you like go to just like your normal like family barbecue and you're like, wait, like how are these two things going to work out? You then see like, I'm going to, if I'm, if I have all these goals, like these people are coming with me, Mm -hmm. these are my, you know, and maybe there's some people that you don't want to come with you, but like there's people we do want to bring with us. And so like you, you know, I'm, I'm always who I am to like my siblings, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also trying to reach for, for crazy things. And I just try to slowly bring them on board without being like, Hey, we're going to be millionaires, you know, like without totally freaking them out. Yeah. But I just try to like bring them with and and share a little bit about my business as I go, uh, to as much as they're interested in hearing. <laughs>
1: You'll just show up in your jet. They'll be like, oh, we're millionaires. Got it. Okay. Got it. It happened. (laughs) Get on guys. (laughs) Right. I love it.
0: I feel like you've dropped so much like wisdom throughout this whole thing. Um, So, but if you had like one piece of advice for our listeners who are wanting to start their own business, maybe thinking about a career change, what would that be?
2: I'd probably say, just do something. Like I said earlier, like you can work with mistakes. You can't work with inaction. And so I would say like one of my, something that I'm so glad I did was just, I just did something. I just started an MLM. It didn't work out. I I have regrets from it, but like, they're not that big of regrets. And I probably shouldn't have any, but I did something which led me to the next thing. And that thing didn't work out, but I learned a lot. And I, like, I also, you know, my husband, my husband, who was my boyfriend and my fiance at the time, like saw, like, I was going to do something like he, he got, he got wind of, (laughs) she's, she's going to be doing something. She's going to be doing something that's not traditional. And, and then I tried something else. And it didn't work out like I literally just kept trying and it was because I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I, I yeah. felt silly at times. I felt like I questioned it at times, but I was like, "Ah, oh, this is so this would be so great if it worked out. And now, and I don't say this to be cliche, but now I am so much more grateful beca- for my success because of how long it took me so I hope that other I hope that if you're listening it doesn't take you that long it doesn't take you I don't I think it took me like seven years of me off and on doing things I hope it doesn't take that long but if it does you're still there you still get to the success part and so you just it's like how how long will it be worth it because I I think I probably could have done it for another 10 years and I would have still kept going because I wanted it that bad
1: (laughs) maybe not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know <laughs> now you don't have to find out <laughs>
2: exactly I don't have to know thank goodness
1: yeah
0: um I know we're short on time I just have one more question is that sure. okay yeah yeah so I'm just because this has come up in a previous um podcast because you're very I can tell just very driven and like you have this entrepreneur spirit is your mm. husband similar in terms of like that entrepreneurship? And okay.
2: No, he's not. Uh-huh. He, yeah, he's not at all. I did force him to take the strengths test that I took. because, like, <laughs> I have to know his strengths. So he is, he works in insurance and he's, he's not like, he, we're actually very similar in a lot of ways, but not in this way. So he, I, he probably will never own his own business. I used to dream of like my business doing so well that I like retired him you guys like kind of remember, I feel like women were like, I retired my husband. And I like thought that that was like my goal oh. <laughs> for him, yeah. which we can't do that for <laughs> people in our lives. We can't make goals for them. Yeah. Um. I used to be like, just try to like get him to do things. And finally don't, I don't know what the switch was. I don't know, maturity or something, or just gave up. I just eventually was like, that's his decision. Like Mm -hmm. if he wanted to work, if he wanted to work in my business, he'd probably ask. So I don't need to like press it, you know, pressure it on him. And now I just am like totally fine with whatever his drive is, wherever he's headed. I'm all in on supporting him. But my, my success is mine and he has so much to do with it, of course, but I don't need his, like, I don't need him to be on the same path. I can do this on my own and he's a, he's a really great supporter. So that's, yeah, he's doing, yeah. he's doing his own thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that was a really important point. Like when you're single, you, I think you feel like your spouse has to be mm-hmm. almost just like you, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to career, mm-hmm. not just like you, but in some, some similarities
0: mm-hmm. and you guys
1: are completely different. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah yeah we're very different in this way
1: well we're we're ending right on time i think (laughs) yeah love it thank you um it was really really nice meeting you it was really nice talking to you i'm so glad that we connected (laughs) yes thank you so much for having me it's been so great um and we're just gonna do a quick outro if you'll stick around for that okay so again, we're going to thank you. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing your time with us and inspiring our listeners to redefine success for themselves.
0: And of course, thank you, listeners. We cannot do this without you. Remember to hit like and subscribe and share this episode. We always want to hear your feedback. You can subscribe at U Plus Happy. We're also available on YouTube at U Plus Happy and Instagram at U Plus Happy.
1: And we'll see you next week, same time, same place. And we ask our guests to say our tagline, which is we'll show you our definition of success if you show us yours.
2: Okay. We'll show you our definition of success if you show us yours. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I read that on your IG right before. So I was like, okay, wait. I do, I I have heard this once before.
1: (laughs) Great.